0: Monday Night Raw, podcast from the shadows, split, doing the damn thing, WWE, Uh, Monday Night Raw was out in somewhere, where were we last night, I really didn't hear that too much, I guess there wasn't much time to get into it, Uh, pardon me, Washington State, awesome, Great place to be. I think was that Everett. I can't recall. Either way, uh, open a match. saw, what? Open a segment. Part of me saw uh, Randy Orton. Uh, I think that we were scheduled to see Randy versus Matt, a no holds barred type match. And you know, uh, Randy came out and told everyone that Matt is basically not cleared the wrestle. Uh oh, why? Because he still heard from that Archeon chair toe from last week. And, um, yeah, uh, n- no, no match. It's not happening. Okay, well, out comes Matt Hardy. And, uh, he's, you know, they they have their promo. Matt Hardy catches two more chair shots, or two more Archeon chair toes. One of them was on the stair, so, or the Archeon stair toe. <laughs> Who does this? But, um, it's, uh, it was pretty crazy. Now, as far as you know, uh, this, this seeming burial would go, says a lot of other people. I mean, obviously, the old man is stolen, but at the same time, you cry and you clamor and you want certain things, and what do you not get? You know, we, we got a good promo, good self-made, homemade promo a homegrown promo for Matt Hardy on his uh, YouTube channel uh concerning Monday last Monday's events and um I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was very good. I thought he, he I thought Matt Hardy kept it within the PG guidelines and I thought that uh it was just it was just fun for you know just in general like to see Matt Hardy part of To see Matt Hardy, you know, in that element cutting his problem the same way he's getting ready to, you know, know, take to Randy Orton. Sadly, this couldn't necessarily take place. It is what it is. Like, we all understand, you know, he wasn't cleared his neck. And neck brace was a good little addition to it. And um, it's like, you want to have, you know, if a superstar is on his way out or if he's sticking around or whatever so have you. You know what I mean? Like, you want to see the best for the superstar. And the superstar, I would assume, being in, like, the elite levels, he would be able. He, he's going to do the thing that all superstars do. You know, like, if is on his way out, then he's going to put Randy over, which is what we saw last night. I don't, I don't really want to say thank you, Matt Hardy, now, because we don't know if he's staying or going. We'll see the future with Matt Hardy in WWE. Is most definitely unclear, but um, at the end of the day, I know that uh, he's going out there, and at least he's getting a little bit of TV time. Maybe something can change, to uh, you know, as far as his own television fortunes go. But that's not really up to me, and the creative process is up to the people and the creative, uh, you know, part of WWE. So good to see Matt Hardy, that was dope, and now he's got the storyline, and they had the pictures with, you know, Edge and Christian, and Matt and Jeff, and stuff like that, and now, you know, we just want to see Randy, now, Randy's talking very apologetically, and it's like, well, uh, okay, you're sorry about doing that, like I said, I have my assumption as to why he's, uh, you know, why he was bad in the first place, you know, I would say that he's been in a... The final four of the Rumble So many times he Has he ever won like a Wrestlemania match Like the main event Or won the championship at Mania I can't tell you But I know that if he, I'm pretty sure he has Either way If he did He wants that back And if he can't get it back Then he's just gonna do what he can He apologized about it Kept saying sorry uh Hey I think at this point He's gonna have to apologize to Edge Or him and Edge Just gonna have to have their match You know like this is like i guess walking around it a lot like it's uh we gotta see how edge feels so um with that it was a cool opening segment randy looked crazy everyone's regarded him as a top heel on raw very cool uh next match we had we had uh eric rowan taking on alistair black and a good fourth match it was well fought both sides no one looked weak kept this cage nonsense at bay i because it was well, moments of the match I didn't get to see, but that black mask not growing out, which was dope. Uh, I think it. I think it was good for uh, Alistair to have go in there and have an actual challenge, you know. And Rowan, I mean, it's just the seeming hierarchy right now, as far as you know, TV time with superstars and where the fans filled with them, you know. Go like it's a like we think. I feel like Alistair Black is a little bit higher on the ladder. Then Rowan, and Rowan is still on his way up. Like I think Rowan should be positioned as, a, like he should be able to be somebody. Like there are superstars that are lower than him on the ladder, on the, or roster, and maybe if we, well, when it is decided to maybe make Rowan look more like a badass, he can get some wins over them. I'm not trying to use this example, but. This is what it is like over on SmackDown, as we just saw last week uh, against Sheamus. We had uh, Apollo and Chad Gable, both you know uh, take a loss to him. But these guys are you know strong enhancement talents. So Rowan could be seen as a strong enhancement talent, but he could also eclipse that and become like a, a you know a you know strong bad guy eventually. But we'll we'll just we'll just continue to you know see how it goes. It was good to see him used on television this week, along with Matt Hardy also. And uh, yeah, Allison Black went in there and did his thing. So shouts to uh, all of these guys that went in there and made that happen. Now those were cool. It uh, was a cool match and it was a cool segment. On to the next segment, we've got the Queen Shabazzard. That's right, Charizard Flair came on down to the ring to address the NXT Women's Champion Rhea Ripley, and uh we all if you, We all saw TakeOver Portland. If you're not watching NXT right now, what are you doing? Just go and follow the stories. The people are, you know, they're putting in their heart and soul into this, and I respect it a lot. Every superstar that was on TakeOver Portland, they with it. I know all of the guys backstage room, we're very proud of everyone tearing the house down. And I think that every single match, you know, barring just like the, the quick get ups, like, I mean, in the end of time limit, you can't make the matches too long, so you gotta jump up and get right to the next move. Just the formulas that went into just the flow of the match, I, I found a greater appreciation for sports entertainment as a whole. And I'll get into like understanding more of the formulas later on, but that was that was very it was a very good show. Now we all know that during Rhea's match against Bianca Belair, which was hard fought victory, and we looked great. It was a definite improvement from the match that uh, Rhea had with Tony Storm. Not to take away anything, you know, it was just rough to follow certain matches. Those two, Bianca and Rhea, went in there and they definitely. Uh, almost stole the show you know but every match stole the show so it's not like there was any one standalone victor as far as that night went after the match charlotte came in with the attack and decided that Rhea was who she wanted to challenge i think charlotte feels disrespected like everyone's now you know like they're not really the same like nxt isn't as you know like Gritty and edgy as it was when Charlotte's class was there, she's looking at this new class of uh, entitled superstars, and she's part of me, ladies and gentlemen. She's dealing with a couple of nasties on the road. Anyway, so uh, yeah, we had. Uh, Know Charlotte mad at the entitlement of the new NXT female roster and she wants to go back and get the championship now I thought this was a very good promo. it was it was definitely one of the master classes for somebody coming up learning how to do their promos and still trying to get those but that was an entire segment they gave Charlotte an entire segment we know she can handle herself in the ring we know that she's scrappy we know that she's got great skill as a superstar now What else does this entail? It entails having a promo skill. And she went out there and she cut her promo and she was very, very comfortable and confident on the microphone. I thought that was amazing. I thought that was pretty cool that she went out there and was trusted with that and showed everybody that just another reason why she is in the position she is in as 10-time Women's Champion. Period in a story, respect Charvisard, or you're just gonna get an argument from this side with me. Regardless of that, uh I thought that I thought that it was a good promo and I think that with the match that we're gonna get between these two now <sighs> we know Charizard can get like you know what? Let's say it like this. I wanna see that same NXT energy. Both sides. Rhea did a lot of improving you know and at the end of the day this is this was kind of one of my matches that i would have loved to see i was calling it back in the may young classic too when i was first uh shown uh rhea ripley and her talent i thought i said whoa it's not charlotte <laughs> because she looks just like charlotte so now we're getting charlotte versus not charlotte and i would just want to make i just want to see those two get in there and show out the way we both—we all know that they both can. So it's going to go down at WrestleMania, Well, I guess about 47 days out. It's extremely exciting. It's a great time of the season, and I want both of them to really get in there and practice. Same way Lacey Evans was practicing against Natty. You know what I mean? Same way we know that uh, Natty is like cream of the crop when it comes to in-ring capability. And I will never, ever count Natty out, just saying, but um, ultimately, Charlotte went out there and kicked that promo's ass, man, and that was dope, so shouts to Charlotte, everybody needs to be hyped for uh, the NXT Women's Championship match now, I'm gonna be interested to see how everyone feels about it now, but I think that they're missing the in-ring capability of the superstars if they're really that mad about it, either way. Out for some, reason. but um, yeah, so there was that match which was well done. Well, pardon not match, there was that segment which was well done. Uh 24/7 championship is up next with the triple threat between Riddick Moss, the champion, Mojo Rowley the Challenger, and uh I guess 24-7 champion of all time thus far. Uh truth with how many rings he has. I'm guessing it's over 30 now, but I think that was enough the her But whatever. Um, triple Threat. It was eye stuff, you know. You gotta get this you gotta get this part in on the show, I guess. Like um they had their match, Riddick Moss won. He seems like he might have a little bit of skill in the ring. Uh um, to see more from mojo put aside right. uh she definitely tried to beat up r-truth after the fact r-truth hit him with the little scissors spin kick you know got some good interaction from the crowd very cool i think they're gonna do like a 24-round R-Truth pretty soon uh, or one of those and it's like wow i think that he has quite the amazing story just from the small things i've heard about him so it's like this is really gonna uh get him way over and I'm talking about whatever stories before K quick. Like I liked him since K quick. He was actually one of my favorites back in the day. You know, but you know, now as time has grown and progressed or whatever, it's like we're just gonna see uh you know why he's so beloved when they do uh air that special uh you know song to him this time around. Anyway, um so it was alright. I mean is still champion he ran away with it so that takes away from what mojo was trying to do it actually was a kind of cool part of the story i thought it was a little silly at first but i thought about it it was like okay but if mojo was going so crazy while being like combative you know and fighting with the 24-7 championship then why is he chasing the champion down oh that's right because he's not supposed to be chasing anyone that's the hide and seek game that they want to so he'll get it when it comes back to him. I see that. I see the angle. We'll just let that continue. I think, if anything, the major lesson for all of the youngs in the crowd watching would be to control your emotions, and that's really just where that's at. Um, next up, we had Drew McIntyre finally taking on MVP. When the Drew McIntyre came out, cut his promo. Um, hey good stuff. First of all, if a man is getting his money, get your money. That's outside of storyline. Inside of storyline, be a man of your goddamn word. MVP said it was a rap. Now he want to run back in there. Oh, ego got bruised because you got beat up by Drew McIntyre last time. Now you're going to get beat up again. I'm just saying, we all been pulling for Drew for a minute. I'm not about to sit here and switch up my energy on that at all. I was a little upset about it last week because it's like, damn, you try to troll an advocate. But guess what? We got the advocate out there anyway, and it is what it is. At the end of the day, Brock Lesnar is not leaving Paul Heyman. he decided to strip that in the promo. Get ahead and strip that in if you want. We'll see how long Brock Lesnar lasts. I'm not trying to play the combat sports guard. I'm just saying the besties are going to be besties. Whatever though, right? Because, uh, oh my God, it was, talk about the old man trolling. The comedy was in how much they made of MVP's entrance. Like, he got the, the announcement and everything, and it's like, ew, but he said he was done. Ew. Ha. Like, it's just funny, you know, like, small standpoints. But I will say this, MVP came out there and he did his thing. In the moments that he had, like, he can still get his foot up that high. Great. He's not old. Shouts to my man. You know, like, I said MVP looked like he still had it. And even in his mistakes in his match against Rey Mysterio, I stand on that because he looked good. And then he went back in there last night. All BS aside now. Whatever he, a lot of people retire all the time. Jay Z retired from the Black Album. It came out very shortly thereafter. Before I think Kingdom Come or something like that. Either way, it was um, it was very very cool to uh, see MVP getting in with. Drew. You know, to watch the crowd be so into it with Drew. And, you know, Drew has the look. He has the good energy, you know. And he's moving as a baby face, which is supposed to be very likable. I thought that this all went over very well. And, um, you know, Drew picked up the win over MVP. Nobody shocked there. Uh, moving forward into the next segment, we had uh, Becky Lynch come on out with a bag looking like a bag of money a whole brown bag she goes out of her way to pour this money all over the ring and I, the, the line that stood out and we just gonna run it from there cause I'm not about to try to go with the rest of this promo but Rebecca Lynch said she's putting a down payment on violence cause she about to take the scrap the Baszler it's gonna be a good match I'm not even going to say much on it. Basil up on a titan tron. She only bit Becky because she just wanted to. That was, I thought, I thought that was pretty good. Because now it says, okay, it was a fun little thing. She's willing to bite and leave it alone. <laughs> I mean, like, don't worry, everyone. Everything is fine. She's not, pardon me, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, she's not going to, well, I mean, if she does, she does. But... If she does not, then she does not. I think that keeps to a cool element of, you know, the surprise angle. She comes back around with that. But how would Becky respond to a bite? Is she going to bite her head off now? I mean, we'll just have to see. But that's what I mean. It's a match that everybody's been wanting to see. And they've definitely made it into an interesting little storyline between the two. You can't just say, oh, these two are fighting. And yay. Now they're building a storyline. They're getting people hyped for it. And it's working out real well. So... All in all, I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good promo for both, excuse me. And we will see how things continue to move forward uh, between those two. Um, The very, the next segment we got was, uh, what was this nonsense? Alana was talking a double date, whatever. All right, I like how, and this, this is good. I like Zelina saying that her and, what's his name, Garza are strictly business, blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna just call it like this. I need to see how Andrade moves on this little uh, partnership uh, when he gets back. I would like to see Andrade and uh, Garza, you know, maybe team up. Now Zelina could look like a whole real G out there. You know, her, her business practices, uh, they they get results. That's something I think is very, very dope. But. Maybe we could get a match out of the two. Andrade gets a nice little face turn or something. I don't know. Or, or uh, uh, what's the name? Angel gets a face turn because right now he's a heel on Raw TV. So uh, we don't know, but we'll see. Either way, Bobby Lashley and Angel Garza took on uh, Rusev and Humberto Carrillo. Uh, Bobby Lashley and Angel Garza picked up the victory. i not really gonna go crazy into the details. I'm I said everything I needed to say on that. I'm happy that these guys are all being utilized. Garza and uh Carrillo both got in there and I thought it was I thought it was awesome to see these guys, you know, shake it up real fast. Just get just get in there and have a quick fight and uh you know just get this stuff off, getting a little more warmed up. And we'll just see how things continue to progress, you know, moving forward with that storyline. So, that was cool. Um, The uh, Kyrie Sane took on Natty next. And uh, Oscar Oscar kicked Natty in the head. And Natty was out for the count outside. Which was kind of messed up. But at the same time, I mean, it makes Oscar and Kyrie look strong. We know they got the Elimination Chamber match coming up. Excuse me. They really got the Elimination Chamber match coming up next, so that's gonna be a uh, very uh interesting to see how all six of these women in combat uh can uh, become number one contender. We're, we're gonna see, you know, Shayna Baszler's in there, Natty's in there, uh, Oscar's in there. When oh, I mean, three oh, and the Riot Squad, but you know, uh, we'll see. I know that Liv had a promo, I didn't really get to hear Fars just speak. But she sounded like she was ready to really show off and put Ruby in a place. We'll see how it goes. Uh, It's gonna be interesting to see what the build is gonna be like to Elimination Chamber with all of these different elements. Now, Kevin Owens and Viking Raiders. And they messed up the sermon that the Monday Night Messiah was providing for the masses. (laughs) I tried to say how King was saying it, but I I did horribly. But no, it was... uh, The sermon... I don't even... The sermon, it was actually well done. The crowd having fun doing the boo thing was like, man, do y'all really have to boo this? Yes, because he's a heel, he's being but at the same time, Seth isn't down talking to the crowd, he isn't talking crazy, he's just speaking his feel on everything, he's speaking how he feels, and I thought the sermon was thumbs up excellent, it was really, really well, alright, with the stained glass and the the, the, the religion and the that whole nonsense, like, it's so funny, man, like, it's it's arguably blasphemous. You know, just to see Seth in this direction and with the disciples. And they're writing it as AOP and Buddy Murphy are his disciples. At least they tried to get that over on commentary. And um, damn, sorry. I would have only wanted to listen to uh, Phillips and King, really. I'm not saying nothing up or down on Saxton. I'm just saying, are you the heel or the face? Or the crybaby. You know I mean, like in certain things I say for Byron, it's like damn. But at least Byron got a little bit of hair on his goddamn nuts. So he talking some shit, and that's what's up. So we move forward with it. Uh, Viking Raiders and KO come out, mess up the whole sermon, crashed church, and um, yeah, I mean, all in all, I think it's just good positioning for Seth as a heel to not be the one getting hurt. These guys are fighting for him. I want to see Seth maybe getting in, there and still fight for himself, but he's picking his spots as to when he wants to jump in. So it's like, okay, well, this isn't uh, uh, this isn't too too bad, you know what I mean? But we do want Seth to look strong, you know. At the end of the day, I think that if his uh, disciples remain loyal to him and he provides for his disciples, then things will be excellent for these guys. Like they're already tag team champions. What could, like, what, what could happen with the Authors of Pain now? Are they going to go for a championship? A secondary championship? I'm not sure, but we're going to see how it all plays out. This turned into a six-man tag before the end of the night where Seth Rollins wins because of the uh, interference that he uh, jumped in with. It was pretty funny. Good morning, bro. What the fuck you looking at? Pardon me. Woo. Dealing with these nasties, bro. Now, anyway. Uh, you know, sometimes you uh, have these small difficulties. Yo, man, I'm not even waiting. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it was, it was good. Hold up one second. Obviously, bro. Pardon me one moment. Anyway, um, pardon me dealing with all of the extra stuff. But Seth picked up the victory DQ. I thought he would have hit that stomp with that pin cover, but he didn't, which was fine. It was all good. Either way, Ricochet uh, was out to the ring after... It was a segment before, and we just ran through that main event because I really just shared all I needed to share as far as the sermon and the match that came uh, from it subsequently. But um, AJ and the club in the ring, not even, pardon me, the OC were in the ring. Let's just say that because they're all three of them are a unit. These guys are great. They're having fun. One of the toughest guys to in the uh, building, Carl Anderson, decided to uh, take the place of AJ for the match, and... Uh, you know, Carl Innocent and Ricochet had a good matchup. It was good. You know, Rico getting his promos up. It was a part toward the end, like I think his right now had a little bit more of that uh, you know, err uh, in it. And maybe we could get a little more of that. I think a slow build to the you know angry, pissed off Ricochet energy is good because he get, yo man, his moves are great. Like everything is there, and now his promos are starting to improve and that's what it's all about like he still has a little bit of that g golly wow to him but that's just his tone and when you recognize that that's what his tone is and then you hear him put a little bit more of the you know energy on what he was saying like he did last night i thought i think it's going well it's progressing so so yeah thank you bro so yeah i thought that was cool and um yeah, it was alright. Like that that was cool. That was cool. Ricochet got uh Brock Lesnar. And um, I mean it was great to see Paul Heyman back out there last night, you know, feeling uh feeling confident, sounding confident as always. Sometimes you, sometimes those Heyman promos can get kind of repetitive, but at the same exact time, he's not doing anything but speaking facts. If Brock Lesnar keeps the WWE Championship at Mania, I don't know how I'm going this has happened a number of times where Lesnar won and it's like everyone thought Lesnar was gonna lose and it's just oh my goodness like it it, I don't want to call it elation for myself I just want to say it's Brock Lesnar proven that he is who he is when it comes to this combat sports thing I don't know. We, I would love to see him and Drew get in there and have a great one. So far, we haven't seen any true interaction between the two, for real, for real. I think there was an F5 in there. Maybe that was Ricochet. Either way, it's gonna be really, it's exciting, man. It's a great build to this, and I can't wait to see how those guys mix it up in the ring. Either way, that was Monday Night Raw. Ricochet is about to take on Brock at Super Showdown. So we, I guess we're gonna start seeing the, the Ricochet and Brock build. Leading into the show. I guess that's for next week. And um, all in all, we got a really good show. Now people can complain about it and say what they will, be upset about all of this and that and the third. But at the end of the day, it's a show. Everybody that got the TV time went out there and killed it. Or the promos we got. Everyone went out there and killed it. So for me, you have you have the praise. Uh, Be responsible with your power, folks. Shout out to everybody bringing podcasts each and every week. And I will catch you guys next time. What's this for? Smackdown Live. Y'all know NXT is somewhere in there this week. We're going to see how the builds continue. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm out. Peace.